Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And the New York Giants play tonight, Monday Night Football, primetime matchup with the Green Bay Packers. Our first opportunity to see Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets on primetime. We know that he's shown up to play these past few weeks. Seems cool, under pressure, doesn't seem to be bothered by the spotlight. Maybe we're in for a Tommy DeVito masterclass tonight, or maybe, and probably more realistically, we're in for Green Bay continuing to stay red hot as they have been for the past few weeks and probably embarrassing us once again on primetime. We know that the Giants have not fared well on primetime for the past couple years really and minus that playoff game versus Minnesota that Daniel Jones did win for us. I will say this season though primetime has been painful as a Giants fan. I've been dreading this moment. This is our last primetime game of the season. I thank God for that every day but going into this Green Bay matchup there are a lot of fans that feel like the Giants could pull it out and I'm not going to lie, I am one of those fans. I don't think that this is going to be one of those massacres that the Giants always receive on primetime. I also don't expect them to win, but I think it's a competitive game and it's anybody's game. It's at home, MetLife Stadium. Maybe that doesn't mean too much for the Giants, but still, they're at home on primetime. They're wearing their nice throwback uniforms, and they have been playing a lot better in recent weeks, and they're coming off of a bye week. Meanwhile, Green Bay is coming off of a hard-fought primetime game against the Chiefs. They won that, but they got really banged up in that game, so it's a really interesting matchup here, and the main crux of this matchup is the playoff implications. Now, you got Green Bay currently sitting in a wild-card spot, the seventh seed in the NFC, but if they lose tonight and the Giants win, Things get really interesting. The Giants currently holding the fifth overall pick in the draft. If they lose, they'll move up in the draft order. If they win, though, they're falling over to the 10th overall pick, but putting themselves firmly in the NFC playoff race. So really interesting stuff going on in tonight's matchup. And we're going to go ahead and talk about playoff implications, like I just mentioned, draft implications, what we're seeing in this game, kind of previewing the matchup and how we're feeling going into Monday Night Football. Before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, before I ask you how you're doing, Alex, I got to let everybody know I am doing great. You don't ask me all the time, but I just got to let everybody know I hit my first hole in one yesterday. Went golfing, par three course, knocked in my first hole in one of my lifetime. I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm ready for some good Giants football tonight, hopefully. Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts going into into tonight's matchup? Well, I'm not doing as good as that. I mean, hole-in-one is a once-in-a-lifetime type of endeavor, but, you know, I got some ribs on the on the docket before the Giants game. I'm going to season those bad boys up and hopefully enjoy something before what could be another painful Giants game to watch, and I hope it's not. And for what it's worth, this is going to be the Saquon Barkley game. It's MetLife. It's windy. The weather's kind of crappy. This screams running the football. The Green Bay Packers have the 30th-ranked run defense in football. It is going to be the Saquon Barkley show. If you're, an, if you're a better, take that 50-plus yards rushing on the ground for Saquon because he might get that pretty easily. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting one. It's got to go through Saquon. Uh, You know, Tommy DeVito, 
decent arm. I think that ball is going to be wobbling. It's going to be tough to throw in that wind. We know MetLife. When that wind gets going, it's like a freaking vortex in there. Um, it's really hard. We're going to see some missed field goals probably. It's going to be a tough situation for both teams. But you know, nonetheless, uh, the Green Bay Packers have won three consecutive games. They haven't scored any less than 23 points in all three. Uh, they scored a good amount against both the Lions and the Chiefs. So you know, you're seeing a team that's just coming off two massive wins against very good teams. Um, if you're the Giants, you have to see say to yourself, all right, how do we stop this group? You know, they're really doing a good job. Aaron Jones isn't playing tonight, so we know that. Uh, but, you know, they're doing a good job on the ground. They're doing a good job. You know, Jordan Love is finding receivers. He is taking really big steps forward, and he's just looking like a tremendous quarterback. But I think A.J. Dillon's can come down to stopping the run. Fortunately, Dexter Lawrence um, is supposed to play in today's game. I expect a lot of short passing concepts, um, some screens. Like, guys like Jaden Reed of the Packers, rookie. He could have a big, ga- a big uh, game. Uh, Romeo Dubes, also a guy. Christian Watson. Um, I don't know if he's playing. Is he out? He might be out. He's injured every other week, so he's so he's out. Okay, so he's not playing. So you got Romeo Dubes, obviously, and Jaden Reed as the primary guys. Um, you know, we'll see how they kind of mix and match this offense. But listen, the Giants need to score a minimum of twenty points to win this game, and the Giants scoring twenty points is a big ask. Like I, it's tough for them a lot of times. The four teams that we have beaten this year twice: the Washington Commanders, Arizona Cardinals, and the New England Patriots. Want to know something? All three of those teams are in the top five draft selections. They're the worst teams in football, um, aside from the Panthers. So. You know, Giants have beaten the worst teams in football. Now they have to face a team that is surging up the rankings, making a run at a playoff spot, has won three consecutive games, two of which have come against some of the best teams in the game. So, you know, if you're the Giants, it's a big contest. It's a lot. And most likely, we're probably going to have a tough time getting past Green Bay. But you can never say never. Um, obviously, we've had a really difficult time winning at MetLife in general. So it's going to come down to running the football, keeping the clock on our side, keeping possession. Um, and obviously, you know, Tommy DeVito has to protect the football with the wind swirling with the with the weather kind of crappy it's chilly he's got to play it safe can't make unnecessary throws can't make uh you know unnecessary risks and you know protect the football keep the keep the ball in our in our possession and we can at the very least keep this a close game i think the giants have done a decent job at times even when we can't score just keeping the game close um and we gotta burn clock like saquon this is your day man you know, receptions, get him involved in the passing game, obviously run the football effectively. This is a game that we're, where he could really showcase what he's done for years now, dominate. And, you know, this is what we expect him to do. This is why he gets paid. Obviously, he'd want that long-term deal, but he's on the franchise tag at, what, $11, $10 million this season. He wants another another tag, which would be closer to $13 million, if not more. So I do feel as though this end of the year for Saquon Barkley is big for him. Like, this, this is what's going to get him paid again. Um, you know, maybe the Giants do bring him back on a long-term Maybe the Giants draft a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, and they say to themselves, we want to pair Saquon Barkley. What, Saquon's about 26 years old. We want to pair Saquon for the next three seasons with a rookie quarterback to keep this team together, to keep them glued, and help him develop. Look what Saquon has already done for Tommy DeVito, instilling confidence in him. Um, so, you know, there, there is a narrative there that they could extend Saquon, um, you know, keep his, you know, produce his cap hit next year, allow them to spend a little bit more elsewhere, and, you know, tie him to a rookie quarterback for a couple of years. So there, there's, a, there's a path where that actually comes true. If not, they just tag him and he's here anyway in 2024. But, you know, what are you thinking about this game specifically? How do the Giants keep this one close? I really think it's going to come down to Saquon on the ground, churning out yards and maintaining possession. 
Yeah, I think the game needs to run through Saquon Barkley. The Green Bay Packers have a pretty bad run defense. They surrender the third most rushing yards per game this season. Of course, we saw last week they pulled off the win against the Kansas City Chiefs, but Isaiah Pacheco went for 110 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries. He was kind of unstoppable in that game, as many running backs have been against the Green Bay Packers defense. So kind of what you're mentioning there, this is the time for Saquon Barkley to prove it. Say, hey, give me that full ter- that long-term extension. Give me that full price of tag money for, you know, being the top running back in the NFL. This is his time to say, like, listen, I got a favorable matchup here. It's prime time. Everybody's watching me. Time to dominate. And if he does that, the Giants could actually pull out this win. I think that if they control the game through the ground, like you mentioned, control the time of possession, control the clock, and also just thrash that Packers susceptible run defense, I think that they can make this a very competitive game through Saquon Barkley. But one thing that I will mention is Saquon Barkley's usage has been kind of interesting lately. Of course, the Giants are coming out of this bye week, but prior to that, with the win over the New England Patriots, only 12 carries for Saquon. I thought that was weird, especially when you're looking back to a few weeks ago when Tommy DeVito took over at the quarterback position in the New York Jets game. They decided, let's just run the ball every single play and not let Tommy DeVito throw it. Now they're leaning towards, let's let Tommy DeVito throw the ball every single play. And I think it's interesting to see how the Giants kind of do change their offensive game plan for each matchup, and I will give them credit for that. However, this is a matchup that favors Saquon Barkley over Tommy DeVito. So in tonight's game, yeah, I want to see Tommy DeVito ball out. I want to see him throw some passes downfield, connect with Jalen Hyatt. However, I need to see Saquon Barkley get the football in this game. That would be smart coaching. That would be smart game planning. This is a bad run defense. This should be the Saquon Barkley show. It shouldn't be 12 carries like it was against the New England Patriots last week. I know that New England Patriots have a pretty good defense. It's their offense that stinks. Same story for us. But going into this game, Saquon Barkley does need to be the focal point. And then if you look at the Giants defensive side of the ball, There was a stretch there for a few weeks where they were generating pressure and forcing turnovers. I feel like that's died down recently. Haven't seen as much of Kayvon Thibodeau making an impact off the edge. Aziz Ojolari has been a ghost since he's returned from his injury. Jaha Ward also hasn't been making much of an impact. We're not seeing a ton of edge rushing pressure. So I think that one of the ways that you can disrupt this Green Bay offense with all these explosive playmakers that they have uh, out of the receiving game and even out of the backfield... The Giants do need to get after Jordan Love, make him uncomfortable, pressure him. He had a lot of time to throw in the pocket last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, and he picked them apart. Don't let that happen to you if you are the New York Giants. Got to make sure that your pass rushers are getting home. So Wink Martindale, probably going to call some creative blitzes, disguise coverages, all that kind of fun stuff that he's known for, but it's really up to those pass rushers. I don't think Dexter Lawrence is going to be playing tonight. I think he's listed as questionable, but I wouldn't count on it. Still dealing with that hamstring injury, so that interior pressure probably won't be there. It's really up to Kayvon Thibodeau to make that pressure off the edge, make that impact, and hopefully lead the New York Giants to the victory. But that's if you even want them to be led to the victory, right? That's the other talking point that I think we got to dive into now, Alex. And you mentioned the NFL draft. If you look ahead, those teams in front of the Giants are all teams that the Giants have beaten. Anybody behind them, they've lost to. So if that trend continues tonight, you would assume that they lose against the Packers, and that would move them to fourth overall in the draft order. Now, fourth overall in the draft order, It's not top two. It's not guaranteed getting one of the top two quarterback prospects, but it definitely puts you in striking distance. If you're keeping an eye on the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields is playing good football. Really good chance they trade out of that first overall pick that they got from the Carolina Panthers. That could be where the Giants land. Maybe they do trade up for number one. However, landing inside that top four, I think, is paramount because you could trade up to two 
three or one there and really have a good shot at landing that quarterback. But Alex, which way are you leaning here? You know, if the Giants win this game, they're one spot out of they're one win out of a playoff spot. Like they are very competitive and firmly in the postseason hunt. But if they lose this game, we are talking about that top five draft pick that all the fans really want to see uh, land into the New York Giants lap. Which way are you leaning? Kind of how are you? What is your mindset going into this game? What are you hoping to see? You kind of hoping to, that they keep it competitive and land with a loss eventually. I know a lot of fans are taking that stance. And really, what are you what are you seeing with the draft order in general and where you think the Giants could ultimately land? Well, this is the most conflicting situation to be in as a fan, right? You hope to never be in a spot where you have to decide that you prefer to see your team lose because the future could be brighter, or you prefer to see your win and the future could be worse, right? Like, that's ultimately what this is. Because if the Giants win and they make the playoffs and they lose because they're going to get dog-walked by any team they face in the postseason, most likely, my friends. Um, and, you know, of course, miracles happen. things, Crazy things happen. But, like, let's be honest. We don't have Justin Tuck and Osu Minora and Michael Strahan and Plaxico Burris and Jeremy Shockey and Tiki Barber and Ahmad Bradshaw and Eli Manning. We don't have that team, guys. We have Tommy freaking DeVito and nobody. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have the team to do what what they did years ago and made an improbable uh, playoff freaking magisterial absolute journey to the Super Bowl to win it twice against the best team in history, the New England Patriots, that were just absolutely lights out. That's not going to happen. Like, let's be realistic, okay? I want to see the Giants win. And I think my stance here is this. And a lot of people will say, like, oh, you're like, you, you, people are yelling at each other on social media. You're a fake fan for wanting the team lose, to, wanting the team to lose. Are you a fake fan if you want the team to win for the next decade? Are you a fake fan if you want the team to take a shot on a franchise caliber quarterback so you can be great for the next couple of years? I mean, I just want to see prolonged success. I want to see this team win in the future, not stay the same. Because if the Giants win out the rest of the year, for example, and they get wiped in the postseason, and we're immediately back to square one because we're now we're no longer in range to draft a quarterback, and we are stuck in purgatory because Daniel Jones is coming off a torn ACL, and we know we're not winning with him in the future. Like, our the probability is very low. Maybe we do win with him, but the probability is very low at this point in time, and his contract is ridiculous. Um, I do believe that the best interest of this team is to draft a quarterback. And look, the Giants are not a good team. Like, let's be honest here. We have won all of our games, as I said, against bottom teams in the NFL, teams that are picking ahead of us. We have the fifth overall pick. Every team we've beaten is picking ahead of us. I just can't give you all the information you need to determine how good this Giants team is. Um, and, and look, the, the truth right now is I'd love to see the Giants win. If they're going to win, might as well make a run of the postseason. But if we're going to lose, we might as well go after a top quarterback, right? I'm not going to. I'm never going to sit here and tell you that we should lose on purpose. Tanking is not in my best interest. Nobody's best interest. I think that's complete bullshit. Um, to be quite honest, and excuse my language, but the truth is. Losing is in the best interest of our long-term future, but losing on purpose is in the best interest of nobody. That's the best way to put it because um, I think that that's just against the game. It's against the the ethics of the game, and nobody likes that crap, um, especially fans. So, like, I, I just I don't support losing on purpose. But we can all acknowledge that losing probably gives us a chance of getting the best quarterback possible to give us the best chance of being successful in the future. Um, so, you know, at the same time, it's, it's like the stance that you mentioned – Everyone's kind of hoping that we're really competitive, but like losing the final second. Like, that's kind of like what people want to see, or some people at least. I'm not going to speak for everybody. Um, personally, like, I'd love to see this team be very competitive and, and play their hearts out and be, and, you know, be right up to the, right up to the, the second 
the last second with a team like the like the Packers that are surging and the Eagles and you know actually be competitive and not lose 40 to 0 and get blown out against good teams. I want to be competitive because that shows us that this team is together. They have promise, they have hope. There's optimism for the future. But at this point in time with the season all but lost, you know, I know everyone's saying we're two games out of the playoffs like Guys, like seriously, I know we're two games out of the playoffs, but we're not beating the Eagles twice. You know what I mean? Like we're not, we're not going to beat the Eagles twice. Um, you know, we're we're probably going to get steamrolled by the Rams, and you know the Packers are kicking ass right now. It's it's going to be tough, but you know, end of the day, I just really want to see our young guys play well. Like that's my that's my goal right now. Watch Deontay Banks play well. See, you know, guys like Dexter Lawrence come back from this little injury and like play like exceptionally well. See Kayvon Thibodeau have big games. Watch Jalen Hyatt kick ass. Like these are the guys, Wandell Robinson. These are the ones I want to see perform well because these are the guys that are representing our future. You know, those are the guys that are going to be here in the future. The guys that aren't going to be here in the future, well, you know, Mark Lewinsky, like, you know, obviously guys like Jihad War. Like, I don't care about uh, necessarily seeing those guys excel. Like, I want to see our young guys play well. That is what I'm focused on. I'm not really focused on wins or losses right now. I'm mainly focused on, you know, what the future looks like and how and how these cornerstone pieces, these productive pieces continue to blossom in this offensive and defensive scheme. Like, that's really what I am focused on. Again, if you guys want the Giants to win, you guys want them to lose, that's your opinion. I don't, you know, you can fan however you want. I really don't care. You know, people telling other people how to be fans of the Giants, guys, a freaking game. Like, who really cares? We all just want to see this team win. If we were winning and kicking ass, nobody would be saying a word. Everyone be on the same side same team no one would care and right now i still don't care so like do whatever you want to do i do believe that the future of this team is the best interest is getting a, a new quarterback and one that can really help us win games against competitive opponents because unfortunately daniel jones has been impacted by bad offensive lines this and that you guys know the story but he really struggles in prime time and he really hasn't been really um a productive quarterback in those instances so aside from last year on a couple of occasions um that kind of is my take at this point in time I think it's a fair take. Listen, you mentioned there's going to be some fans who want to see the team win, go for the playoffs. You know where I stand. If I got an opportunity to watch the New York Giants play some playoff football, I'm all down for it. Like, I'm ready. So I'll be watching this game, hoping to see the Giants just blow the doors off of Green Bay, and hopefully they go ahead um, and come out with the win and then make the immaculate playoff run and Tommy DeVito hoist the Lombardi Trophy. That's what I would love to see. However, that's not necessarily a realistic outcome here. So if the Giants lose, yes, I'm going to continue to be excited about that upcoming top draft pick that the Giants will be getting. However, if they win, I will be excited about the slim possibility of making the postseason and making a historic run because that's what it's all about at the end of the day we watch this team to watch them win and to win championships is this team really in contention for a championship no but if there's some slim chance of it happening I'm all here for it but it'll be an interesting matchup Giants versus Packers like we said we think it'll be competitive do they cover the spread I'm not so sure I think the Packers probably win by a touchdown at the end of the day however we will see uh definitely some points on the board I think from the New York Giants I don't think that this is one of those games where the Giants lose 40 to 0 like they did in week one on prime time I think they're going to try their best to keep it competitive until the end and hopefully put some points up and maybe we could see a little bit more of that Tommy DeVille magic that's what i'm hoping for but that pretty much wraps this one up make sure to like if you did enjoy this episode subscribe to the channel if you are new ring the bell so you don't miss an episode comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section you listen on apple or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants without further ado we'll catch you all in the next one have a good one and let's go giants